And now. Shine, girls and boys, ladies and gents, mothers and fathers, and welcome to another episode of the weekly Dare to Suck podcast. My name is Will, and this is the show where I interview rising star and all-star entrepreneurs of all age groups and from different parts of this planet. I won't reveal too much about this podcast episode at this moment, but let me say at least so much you are in for a treat. This Fast and Furious high-speed saga includes trash collection in the Stockholm metro, Swedish elite universities, famous football clubs, extreme sports, a burnout, and Phoenix rising from the ashes. Miradamo Herrar, please let me introduce Tommy Kaukinen. Hello Tommy, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Thanks for joining and how are you doing? I'm, uh, I had a good night's sleep, so I'm kind of waking up, so I'm feeling um, uh, quite sharp, I hope. <laughs> okay. I saw that your, your dog, is that related to the fact that your dog, Rope, had, um, had a party the whole week because uh, he, he turned 10 years old, I believe? We had a great party. He ate, he got some steak and he got some treats, but uh, he was uh, quite tired at the end of the day. So uh, I guess it's just, you know, it's been so hot in Finland, so it's been really hard mm. to sleep because of the heat so now when it when it kind of became a little bit more more um colder so now i got some good sleep because it's cold so so i am i am ready man oh man that sounds amazing and then you can you can sleep well for the rest of the year because in two weeks it's gonna snow again <laughs> it's gonna be all good no um, no Please don't. Um, uh, talking of which, and I, I had to, I had to smile in the beginning before we started recording because, I mean, if we look at it from the from a scientific perspective, what we're doing here, I mean, you you called your platform, your idea, your 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 gospel uh, license to fail. Um, I am singing the gospel of uh, of dare to suck. Yeah. So it seems that we at least we belong to the same church, don't we? Somehow we do. it seems so. It's like, you know, being Baptist or being Lutheran or <laughs> <laughs> we fail and we suck. I mean that that's exactly what we do. And talking of which, Tommy, this is now the, the first hurdle that the first small mini summit that we are climbing together. Um, jumping into this show and episode, I need to ask you one thing, as you know. Um, tell us what are you sucking at badly? Uh, well, cooking is one. I, I can do basically one thing. I can I can cook a steak because I love steaks. So I can do that. And I'm pretty good at. But the other cooking, you know, no, 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 no. No pasta I, for you today. Uh, okay. No, no. So so that's one of the things. And 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 one other thing I think I'm not alone in, definitely not alone in, is I'm still very, 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 very hard on myself. So, uh, mm, mm, mm. and that's, that's kind of a double-edged sword because it's, it's kind of good with the drive, but it's not good for mental health. <laughs> mm, mm. So, puts a lot know, of pressure on you. 
Yeah. So when it's funny when people say like you put a lot of pressure on others, I'm like, well, you have no idea how much pressure I put on myself. <laughs> you know? Okay, and my dog, for that matter. Yeah. Good. Um, so, so what about then your superpowers? Um, uh, if, if I mean, cooking is not your superpower. That's what we heard right now. But what what, what would you define as your superpower? I'm when I get when I want to do something, I, I do it with with. Um, obsession so it's it's really hard to stop me when i when i you know start start pushing myself so i'm very happy it's a nice trait to have it's it's it can be a curse in a way but it's it's very nice that i know when when i get into a project or something it's going to be i'm going to put all of my efforts in that so i would say that's good and and i think it's a good thing to tell others too because there seem to be a lot of like myths surrounding success and doing and all these kind of things, which are not true. We, we The problem is there's a lot of like philosophizing of success and what you should do and do. You know, the one thing that, that every guy or girl or who, who succeeds do is do. They do a lot of things. And 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 I think the the, um, the Norwegian hotel king Petter Stordalen he he writes in his book very accurately. He says that uh, the the key measure to success is just doing, and it's very good for us who are not that smart that all the smartest people are not doing so much because then we have a ch we have a shot simply by doing. So it's not about being smart. It's not about being like high IQ. It's about doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I liked his his book as well, and I I also like um, Peter Westerbacher's philosophy. It's not think do, but it's it's do think, and uh, <laughs> I believe that's what we what we all follow from time to time. But as said, Tommy, I was I was looking very much forward to this episode because you are um, you are a speaker, you are a mentor, you are a burnout survivor. Uh, you, you have established a lot of companies. I think you have been rising, you have been falling, and uh, and that's very interesting for us here and for, for our audience to hear a little bit more about how you how you yeah how you failed and how you got up again and and how you dusted yourself off and continued the journey. So can you maybe bring us back to to the beginning to your maybe to sport a cam or to to cam and to your first companies that you established? Um, how did it go and and how did you? end up so to speak with 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 license to fail <clears throat> yeah to be honest i think um i think if, if if i could place a starting point on license to fail i would place it when i was 16 years old that's where it started uh so so, so i'm gonna tell you why i think it's that way so shortly i'm gonna run through a little bit of a story here and and when i was when i was 16 When I ended up, uh, when I graduated from ninth grade, uh, I already had started losing grip on schooling. I used to be very good in school um, up until the seventh grade, until I heard some heavy metal music like Metallica and stuff. And, and I started, you know, instead of doing my schoolwork, I started to smoke and, and, and hang with these tough guys and you know, do some small like criminal stuff. I was like shoplifting and, and, and became this kind of tough dude, I thought. So after ninth grade, I decided to skip the whole gymnasium part. And I decided, you know, I'll, you know, I'll do, I go my own way. And, uh, 
I ended up in a construction site doing the, the lousiest work I've ever done. I think it every day just, you know, really, really sucked. And I hated my life. But, but uh, I couldn't get away from there because no one would like to hire someone without basically any education whatsoever. So after three years, I got promoted to working in the Stockholm metro system. I, I was a trash picker. So I, I went with this through the tunnels and picked up, you know, trash. Um, and um, it was, it, I, I mean, I, I, I really, really honestly hated my life. And, and one day I heard this guy on, on the job. He was like 55 years old. He looked a bit depressed and he told me that, you know, he has some big, very big life regrets. He he was afraid that he only has 10 years left to his pension and, and he's going to end up being a garbage guy. And he was very sad about that. And I, when I heard that, I panicked. I, I honestly panicked. I didn't want to be that guy. So I went to my boss and said, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. I, I can't do this. I quit, went back to school to, to, to build a new life. So I went back to the gymnasium and uh, I studied harder than I've ever studied. I read the whole gymnasium degree uh, with straight A's in every single subject. So I had an average GPA of 10.0 in Finnish standards. And I got into Stockholm School of Economics, which is the highest ranked school in Sweden, the most, you know, most uh, reputable place to be. I got there and I looked around. Everyone was from like awesome families. They were we had we had some counts, some barons, you know, we have nobility. So I was like, Jesus, two years ago, I, I was like walking in tunnels, picking, you know, trash. And now I'm like in this kind of Swedish Harvard. So it was it was surreal. And the reason I got there was because of like a, a, a huge determination to do something. So I kept doing that and I, I, I graduated in 2006. I ended up working for investment banks and stuff. So I did a lot of work for companies like JP Morgan, Merrill Lynch and, and these guys in London. I was, I was a suit basically. And after six years, uh, I had already moved to Finland back then from Stockholm. I started noticing that when I started making more and more money, how little money actually mattered for for my well-being i still had to go to work do boring stuff because i didn't like sitting in front of an excel eight hours a day and that that was fund management in a nutshell it's just excel and you know all these things so i got myself an apartment and i bought all these material things but then i noticed that well i still have to go there it, it doesn't make me happy so i started questioning the role of money in my life and, and and I noticed that money is not actually the the driving force here. It's it's I want to do something that's fun. So in 2012, I I went to my boss and said, "Well, I, I'm out of here." So so I quit, and I became, you know, this is of course relative, but it's poorer than than I was basically. Uh, well, I didn't have any income at all, and I started my first startup in 2012. And and then we started with the startups and, and we, we ended up with with uh, with Sportacam, which ended up in the Spanish market. And and I remember closing my first deal in Spain, which was kind of a freak accident. It was a technology that the the sports clubs used to to um, uh, let the fans, you know, send some greetings in the stadiums. 
to the players during the games. And I remember flying home from there and I still was sitting home. I was basically crying when I saw what was happening with my company. I mean, in, on a positive note, no amount of money could have given me the same kind of kind of ecstasy that I felt when I took my little company from Helsinki as a startup. We had sitting in a basically 20 square meter office. And now we signed a deal with like a Spanish sports club. You know, I love football. And now I was working with them with my own product. It was, it was insane. So I thought, you know, no amount of bonus or cash are, is going to make me feel this way because I felt I really accomplished something. And then, you know, we started working more with the Spanish market and my life became just, it became a dream. It, it was a dream. Was a, so my job was to go and watch football games, talk to football clubs. And at the end of my first year in Spain, we hired you know, the former head of media of Real Madrid, he wanted to join our company. So I was like, I fucking hired a guy from Real Madrid to my my company. It's 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 just like this is this is the kind of things that don't happen. <laughs> so exactly, yeah. So uh it, I kept going and I was just, you know, insanely dedicated and 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 uh, but it didn't work out in Spain despite all our efforts. We did good work, but we never reached break even as a startup and and uh, we had to change focus and which meant that we evolved into another product called Cament and we took it to Asia. And, you know, at this point in time, I've spent five years basically going, you know, 110% all the time. And in, in addition, I started competing in Ironman competitions, which, which are, you know, if for the people who don't know, it's, it, it, it's a triathlon and you start off the day with uh, 3.8 kilometers swimming. Then you, you ride a bike for 180 kilometers and then you run a marathon and you do it, you know, just <laughs> subsequently after one another. And I started doing these extreme sports. And in 2017, I got my first burnout symptoms, which, which included, you know, severe stomach pain, some severe back pain, anxiety attacks, and just, just feelings of meaninglessness. So, you know, as I said, you know, I get become obsessed when I do things. So I actually ignored a lot of those signs and just kept going until a psychiatrist then told me that, you know, you should really, really consider eating antidepressants and, you know, just taking it easy because you are, you are burnt out really badly. I didn't listen to him and I kept going for another four months until the pain was so, so horrible and my life basically unbearable. So I quit my company and I, I started eating antidepressants and, and just, just kind of changed my life totally. And I, and I sat at home. Yeah. So sorry for rambling on, but you know, <laughs> I took. No, it's extremely exciting. And sorry for interrupting here quickly, but I was just, I was just wondering, um, I mean, now, now you, you took us. This was an enormous ride, uh, unbelievable. What you, what you, what you were going through, but also I can see a lot of uh, momentum where you got inspiration from. And uh, and uh, but, what was your? I mean, you 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 seem to be pushing yourself extremely hard. Uh, now, now I see where you were getting from in, in the beginning when you said that you push yourself very hard. Um, is it? 
do you did you ever figure out where where does that come from? Is it just an inner voice that says, "Tommy, we gotta do the triathlon now," despite the fact that you're really working twenty hours? Let's do this. Where does that come from? Uh, this this enormous, uh, you know, more and more and more and more uh, achievement. Very very good question, and that's one of the questions that I still think about. I think I'm a bit smarter on that one, but. I'm still struggling with finding out why, but I have some theories. And I, for example, if you take what I'm doing now, I don't do it as obsessively as before. I do it a little bit more modest. But the reason I did it so hard back then, then that's why I wanted to start the story uh, already, you know, back there, was that when I noticed that I could actually really changed my own life by by hard work it was kind of very inspiring to myself because when i went back to the gymnasium and i i read all these stuff and i got into this you know almost elite institution i i was like i did this by myself what the hell mm. like if i can do this you know there are i can do some other cool things and 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 that kind of made me realize that a lot of the things in the world which we want to achieve, we can actually achieve uh, by, by simply putting in the work. And, and it felt like you become almost like a, s a Superman in a way that, you know, if I only work hard, I probably can, can reach very, very far. That was one thing. Um, and, and then, you know, it got even, even worse in a way when, when we went to Spain and got this, you know, all these amazing deals. I was like, Jesus, I mean, what is this? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. But the other little bit more darker side of this is, is actually just a need to become accepted by, by people you admire and, and, you know, to show others. It's a, it's a, it's a more, it's a more dangerous way to look at the world because you, All, almost every day you compare yourself to others and not to yourself yesterday. So I, start, I started comparing you know, myself to other successful entrepreneurs. And I was like, I want to be like them. And if I want to be like them, I need to, to do this. And, and all of a sudden, the focus is not on you know, uh, switching my life, but rather switching my life so that others can you know, uh, be impressed by me. And when that happens, it's, it's a dangerous place to be because that means you will never, ever become normal because there's always going to be someone who's better and one you want to impress. So when I think I derailed at some point at, at this journey, starting thinking about others instead of myself. So, mm. and that... And, yeah, and, I Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can I can feel exactly what you say here, especially also when I um, when I see that. Um, I mean, one of the questions to you also would would be um, in terms of acceleration. Um, when I see what's happening, uh, I'm not saying that social media is bad. Of course not. I mean, it has a lot of power. But on the other hand, it also puts a lot of pressure on 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 our youth, uh, maybe even on people like you and me. As you say, feeling accepted, uh, feeling admired, uh, feeling according to a certain standard that is expected. Yeah. Um, uh, is your is your? I mean, have have you seen 
an acceleration uh, through social media or, or was your journey uh, basically accelerating itself uh, w w without, without the impact of, of modern technology? That's a very good, good question. Again, I mean, definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that social media is doing, I mean, this is a bold statement, but at least, at least as much harm as it does good, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that is one, one of the most horrible things it does. And a, a, an author called Jonathan Haidt, a very good book called The Coddling of the American Mind, he talks about social media impact on youth and how it affects uh, especially young girls uh, a lot negatively because of this comparisons and because of this kind of fear of missing out stuff that youth, that the young people do to each other. Uh, they terrorize each other through social media and, and it's, it's actually behind a lot of mental health issues, especially in the United States. And this endless com possibilities to compare yourself and that's the problem. You know, you know, you know, see you open up Instagram or Snapchat and the only thing you see are these smiling influencers that seem to have it all perfect. And, 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 and of course you think that why am, why am I not happy like that? And why am I not? And the, the truth is most of these people who are influencers and thus, I can tell you, they do not feel well. Most of them suffer immensely from their use. They're constantly stressed of how to become perceived by others. They're constantly stressed to promote interesting content. They're they're just most of them are are honestly they're wrecks. I I, I I work with a lot of influencers and I have worked with some influencers here and they seem like very very unstable people to be honest. Mm -hmm. Unstable. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's it's such a, as you say. I think the pressure is extremely high to to deliver content all the time, and 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 it has to be good content, otherwise you lose your your followers. So um, I mean, that brings us to your to your current um, um, work, uh, to your current chapter in life. Um, what 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 are you what are you trying now? What is your mission with uh, with license to fail? Yeah, so um, getting back to actually your first question, <laughs> I think it was the first question. So what happened was that when I was sitting at home alone with, with my dog, basically, uh, and, and, you know, being on antidepressants back then, um, you know, if you want to recover from something, it doesn't mean you just have to sit down and stare at the wall. We, we people, we need others. We need We need a sense of meaning. We need... You know, sense of purpose, all, all that. So, what I did, I started thinking like I need to have some project where I can tell about my my experiences. So, as a form of self therapy or something, I started writing down some stuff I knew about the startup world and, and stuff. And I decided that one of the reasons why I actually burn out was that I was so afraid all the time. I was so afraid to fail, and I was so afraid to become a failure. So I thought if I just tell my honest stories about this. Maybe people won't be that afraid of failing anymore, which it might be therapeutic for them to hear some stories of a person that have actually failed, but he's fine. You know, he's doing fine. So that's the reason why I started this. And, um, and I also decided not to do it obsessively. I decided to do it when I felt like it. So 
I just started writing up articles when I wanted to, instead of like from a fixed kind of, you know, deadline or something like that. So I, and it became well, well received for, for some reason. Um, people like the honest tone, <laughs> which I have. It, it's unfortunately, everything, everything is in Finnish because I wanted also to learn to write in Finnish better because I'm Swedish. Um, so, so, um, so that was probably my first project that I've done in the last 20 years where I have not had any targets at all. I've just written and it's, it's been very nice. It's been very nice. And for the first time in my life as well, I'm being rewarded for being honest to myself. And that is something that I can recommend to everyone for license to fail. I did not have any specific target. I just wanted to write and share stories. But what happened was, all of a sudden, startups and, and startup accelerators started contacting me. I was like, okay. And then um, I get got into spe- public speaking. And people obviously wanted to hear these stories. And all of a sudden, uh, I, I, I get a mail from my speaker agency that says, you know, did you know that you are actually on, on um, one, of the, one of the nominees for, for speaker of the year? <laughs> I was like... Oh. Okay then, and then uh, uh, before Christmas, uh, they called me and said, "Actually, you are a finalist." And I was like, oh, "Seriously?" It's like, "What the hell?" And 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 then they they told me that you know, yeah, you're you're one of three, and and the other two are Arman Alizad, which is like hugely famous here, and then Simon Hoyer also. And I was like, "So it's those two and me." <laughs> and, and, and and then I was basically very skeptical. So I, I asked them, like, is this a, is this some kind of setup? Do you, do you want to promote me? Or why am I a finalist? Like, what the hell? Uh, because mm-hmm. I was surprised that you could actually succeed in things without being obsessed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then they told me that they had a lot of mail feedback from people who went to my, my speaking gigs, which sent them. To them and she read some to me and I was like are you serious it's like people really like this so much and and and, and the girl from the speaker she said I'm 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 almost crying she said I was like what so that was that was super uh, super weird uh, because I always thought that you have to just push yourself to the limits to 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 get recognition but now I for the first time in my life I just did something out of passion and you know did it on my own terms and now i get you know this these kind of things so that was a very very interesting contrast to life so now i i recommend people just you know doing stuff with the heart because that might work too Oh, yes, absolutely agree. That definitely works. I mean, I was just thinking right now uh, for myself that that uh, after all these 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 stories and articles, I mean, shouldn't you write the the uh, Tommy's um, uh, path to happiness book or or something? <laughs> I'm that, writing. That would be. You're right. No, well, there we go. Yeah. I knew it. This was, of course, of course, easy. Great. <laughs> oh so, yeah, I have uh, I have uh, almost 300 pages down already. So yeah, it's ah. It's so when can we when, when can we expect it? Ooh, next year. Next year. Next year. Next year. Yeah, because ah, be you know, I still need to write a couple of hundred pages, and then 
then the editing starts and then the process starts. So people who are in the publishing business are telling me that it takes more time than you can imagine. So, and then also the publishing houses, they want to time it. So, you know, I, I, I learned some new things about publishing. And the one thing is that they want to publish the books for, for example, the, the book exhibition in November. That's a good way to release the books. And I know I'm not going to get it till November, so I can skip that. And then the next one they have in the cycle in Finland is the summer books or the, you know, the spring books. So those are, this is the kind of the Finnish book timeline. (laughs) Okay. And I will just lie down until that happens and then wake up again and start reading. That's what I will do. Tommy, but uh, we, we are slowly but steadily coming to an end. I know this is, this is, I mean, for me, it's fantastic. I could ramble on for another two hours um but uh, i would like to still take you before you leave me again to to a section that i call the rising elevator and uh and uh just just to have three quick fire questions thrown at you would you be ready for that no but let's go (laughs) (laughs) Very good. So the first one is is probably very easy for you. Um, we were talking about social media already, and in terms of, um, I mean, you'd mentioned Peter Stodal, and um, uh, you mentioned uh, a couple of great profiles uh, to follow. But but what would be your top picks in terms of social media um, accounts that we and our listeners should follow? Yeah. So the thing is this: I don't follow. Basically, I don't think I follow any entrepreneur in social media and I don't follow any business personal either uh, because I get that from my main source from LinkedIn. I get all the business stuff from there. So I want to keep social media as kind of my own own stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I could recommend some very interesting people that I, that I like. Uh, I like Ryan Holiday. He has written several books and he's doing a lot of stoic philosophy at the moment, which is a beautiful philosophy of taking responsibility of your own life, etc. So he has written some good books like Ego is the Enemy and, and these kind of things. So Ryan Holiday is good. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I have to mention this weird account that I follow. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it's, it has nothing to do with business or, or anything. They just post interesting and weird content on Instagram and it's called the inside drop. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. They like, it, it's hard to tell because it's, it's very, very just like weird shit. <laughs> yes. okay, good. Well, let's maybe not reveal too much. And I, I will straight after this show yeah. head there and check it out what that is doing. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. I see. There's, there's some politics there now, but it's also like, for example, you know, a tiger eats, you know, giraffe, and you're like, "Wow, what, what is this?" And and then there's, you know, some stunts, and so it's just like very, very weird uh, stuff. Weird entertainment sounds yeah. good, perfect. <laughs> okay, then uh, the next one would be um, next question. If you could, I mean, now we looked a little bit under the hood already, and 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 maybe your answer is that I want to write a book. But um, if you could, what wild business idea would you like to pursue? Ooh, wild business idea. For me nowadays, it's very important to come up with business ideas that have some positive impact on you know the planet i think we especially here in the nordics and west a lot of problems that we focus on are just i mean seriously stupid like 
for example, if, if somebody wants to come up with, you know, we need faster Wi-Fi or something like that, it's just like, no, we don't. <laughs> it's like, so actually solving some real problems that we have in the world, that's something that would, 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 would uh, interest me. So some sustainable stuff, how can we help people in other countries? How can we do? So I, I, need, I need a business with a heart. I don't know what it is, but it needs to have a heart. Okay, mm, agree. Good. And then the last one would be that uh, um, what advice would you give a startup entrepreneur or a superhero aiming to start their own new business? Okay, this is very good. I got it once before. And it's very good to know that if you're young, let's say if you're you know between 20 and 25, that is, gonna, that is not going to be an advantage for you Uh, that's going to be a disadvantage for you when you're looking for money uh, from investors because a lot of investors, almost everyone, looks at the team. They look at the team and they want to see that you have experience, that you have network, that you have connections, that you can get into meetings. And if you don't have that, it's going to be very problematic for you to, to raise money from investors. So that said, I don't think you shouldn't do these things what i'm telling you is that if you have an idea for a startup or or a, or or a business what you should strive for is getting paying customers because if you can show investors that you can get paying customers for your product you don't have to prove that much more than that because in the end cash revolves around everything <laughs> so mm. So if you can get cash flow and you can get paying customers by yourself or with your team, you are way ahead of most startups. You have to remember that most startups don't have anything when they close their first round, for example. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that when you're young, you actually don't have anything to lose. If you look at people who, who went, go into startups when they're 35 or 40, they have apartments, they have kids, you know, they have all these fixed assets. And all of a sudden, their their you know income drops down to zero, and they actually might have to sell their house or you know thing if if things goes bad. But if you're young, you don't have these things, so you actually you really really don't have anything to lose. And finally, and my third point, which I stress quite a lot, is that if you are in the middle of school or if you are thinking about going to school, school is the thing you should do first. The thing is, the thing is this. Don't drop out. You hear these stories about college dropouts. Yeah, you hear the ones who succeeded, the three out of the one million. You know, it, it doesn't represent the dropouts. Most dropouts don't become Steve Jobs. <laughs> so don't listen to that bullshit about college dropouts. The, what you want to do is that you want to get your diploma. Because once you get your diploma from school... Anything can happen to you after that. You still have your diploma. You still have that validation that you are, you know, you can do things consistently for a period of time. So get an education. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs do say exactly the opposite. But I say get an education because you, you really, really want to have a fallback if things don't go as you imagine. Imagine you have a startup and it doesn't work out. You end up with debts. You end up with, you know, debts to your mother and your cousins and, and the bank. And all of a sudden you have 50,000 euros in debt. Okay. And you don't have a diploma. Well, good luck with paying that off. So exactly. 
Yeah. No, so, no, I agree that this is this is coming back again quickly to what you also said earlier. It's 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 funny how I mean you, you mentioned the internet. Uh, we need we don't need a, a faster internet, do we? Uh, and and we have here in the Nordics and in the Western countries we have this this huge privilege that uh, education is available. And and then there is still people who don't who don't seem to believe it's it's necessary. Uh, uh, think about all the other countries where you don't have it available so yeah. easily. So so uh, uh, isn't that mind-boggling somehow? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, and I don't like this when people tell young people not to get education. It's it's a, it's a stupid thing to say because the world is getting more and more competitive all the time, and the 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 possibility that you and your company is going to succeed is very very small, to be honest. It, only a few companies make it. So it's very, very good to have hedged your bets in a way so you can always fall back. So please get an education. Completely. Amen. I'm I'm on you with that. <laughs> good stuff. But Tommy, this was uh, an amazing roller coaster ride. Uh, uh, really, really loved it. All the ideas that you brought, the stories that you shared. Um, maybe as a, as a final closing remark, um, um, how, how do people get in touch with you? What's the easiest way? You already mentioned LinkedIn. You already mentioned a couple of weird Instagram um, uh, accounts. But but what's <laughs> the easiest way to, to get in touch with you? Yeah, you can... Um you can basically well instagram is good it's licensed to dot fail uh, i post a lot of stuff in finnish and it's basically not that much about entrepreneurship all the time it's a little bit about my dog too and then my website it's uh, licensed to dot fail also mm-hmm. so there is uh, you can reach out from there there is a session where you can send me a message so those two are would be the primary and um yeah Great. Then people go out there, hit the web page, get in touch with Tommy. I think you you won't regret it. And as I said, get your education. I I completely agree. That's that's the main thing. Yes. Good Tommy, but I wish you all the best. Uh, of course, Rope as well. May another ten years be in the bucket for him. And uh, yeah, hope to talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck, everyone. Good. Cheers, Tommy. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to my Godfather's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll check out the next episode too. If you're in a good mood and want to help us grow a community of rising stars and all-star entrepreneurs, please consider leaving a rating and tell your friends about the Dare to Suck podcast.